0: Welcome to the Psych Central Show, where each episode presents an in-depth look at issues from the fields of psychology and mental health, with your host, Gabe Howard, and featuring Vincent M. Wales.
1: Welcome to this week's show everybody with me as always is vincent m wales and today we are going to discuss essentially the differences between our disorders i live with bipolar disorder and vincent lives with
2: well what do you want to call it uh we could call it dysthymia uh we could call it persistive depressive disorder uh it's gone by a number of names over the years
1: well a couple of things first first what are they calling it this week
2: I think this week it is persistent depressive disorder.
1: Okay, and what is persistent depressive disorder?
2: Basically, it is a continuous, long-term form of depression. It's it's not, generally speaking, it's not as acute as what we think of as severe depression. Um, in other words, I don't spend... Days upon days, just lying in my bed, staring at the ceiling. On the other hand, uh, there is a regular feeling of crappiness, <laughs> um, and, and I'm not talking. And I'm, I am talking about years at a time. Um, it can just go on and on and on.
1: Okay, and so and for those that don't know, I, I live with bipolar disorder, and bipolar disorder is. Depression, you know, suicidal depression, all the way to mania. Uh, mania is best described as sort of this consequence-free, godlike environment, and then everything in between moving back and forth. So is it fair to say, Vin, that you and I share depression? We both understand what depression is, even though we have different diagnoses.
2: Oh, yeah, I would I would say that's very true.
1: Okay, so one of the things that, that we talk about a lot in the mental health community is, is sort of, you know, ranking illnesses, and, and not to rank them to be competitive, I, I want to make that very clear, but which is worse? You know, in physical illnesses, we we understand that having cancer is worse than having the sniffles. So in mental health, we discuss that, you know, having bipolar disorder is worse than having, uh, you know, depressive disorder. How do you, how do you feel about that?
2: Yeah, it's like asking which is, which is your favorite kid, I suppose, um, I don't know how to feel about it. I I understand that there is a certain utility to that, but at the same time, I I don't know that everybody can even agree on the criteria by which you're making such a ranking. For example, as we just said, we both understand what depression is because we both have experienced it, but we we've experienced it quite differently. Yours at its worst, I'm sure has probably worse than mine at my worst. Uh, I can't, but I can't say for sure. I, I don't know. On the other hand, from my perspective, one might say, Well, at least you get a relief from that. You go in the other direction. Of course, that's got its own pitfalls. but but from the point of view of a chronically depressed person, boy, it sure must be nice not to feel this day after
1: day after day. It's sort of interesting the the romanticized myth of mania. I, I'm glad that you touched on that. i, I believe that, that mania causes a lot more problems than, than people want to admit. And here's mm-hmm. why I believe that. So I'm manic. I'm king of the world. I stay up for four days. I have a lot of friends, and, and I'm very powerful, and I spend all my money. You know, I, Again, we're, we're gonna, I'm going to really drive home the consequence-free, godlike environment. This has to end after a few days, and I wake up you know, all alone in a whole bunch of debt. Uh, nobody can be found. And, of course, that makes me sad and that sort of starts to trigger the depression. And the first thing that I say is, wow, bipolar depression is tough. And I completely give the mania a pass for driving the depression.
2: Yep, I can see that. I can see that. And, and I, I certainly did not mean to imply that I was romanticizing the mania because just knowing your experiences and, and those of other people that I've read about or met, uh, I know how horrible that side of it can be and and in some ways cause more damage to you than than the depressive parts
1: it's fascinating mental health you know obviously with mental health we talk about suicide being the only way uh you know for for life to end uh with mental illness there's a lot of talk about that but you and i have talked before vin about the idea that you know if you're manic and you're driving 150 miles an hour and you ram your car into a tree that's death as well so that's going to go into a car accident yep. as far as cause of death. But what made me think I could drive 150 miles an hour into a tree? Right, right. So interestingly enough, to, to move this on, from my position, Gabe Howard's position, a, a man living with bipolar disorder, I think to myself, man, I would love to be Vin. See, Vin's not as sick as I am. He, he only has depression. And most people with your diagnosis are... You know, they're, they're working, they have jobs. You don't sort of fall into the uh, severe and persistent mental illness category.
2: Just the persistent part, yeah. It's not severe in that I'm regularly suicidal. No, not at all. I'm not saying that I don't get that way on occasion, because yes, it, it does happen, but it doesn't stick around all that long. Um, but yeah, the persistent part is what makes it so draining it's um as i said you know in in a way i envy you for having relief from the depression even though you know you know the cure is worse than the disease (laughs) but i i just wish that i could wake up one day and just feel good you know and i can't tell you when that has ever happened in my adult
0: life
1: well let's 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 lock this down for a bit. You, you know, First off, we're going to say that you know, everybody's mileage may vary. You know, I have bipolar disorder. I'm not the same as everybody else. Uh, Vin, you're not the same as everybody else. So, so we want to be clear that, that we are not the, the keystone model for everybody with these diagnoses, obviously. Right. So we're right. just speaking from our perspectives. But you said that never in your adult life have you felt happy. Now, now that's, no, that's, no, no. That's, that's a bold that's statement. Not what that's okay. not what I said.
2: I said feel good. It's like, you know, you can be happy for a time. I, I can go out with friends. I can laugh it up. I can have an absolute blast. That does not mean that the depression isn't there. It just means that I'm ignoring it for a couple hours. But it you can't do that
1: 24-7. So it's sort of like... And again, this is, this is your experience, so you have to correct me. And I, I know you love correcting me, Vin, so it shouldn't be a problem. But <laughs> it's sort of one of these things that you're just saying that you always live with it. it it's, and that sounds, and the reason that I bring this up is because that sounds a lot like my experience with bipolar disorder. Completely different diagnosis, completely different set of symptoms, but it's mm-hmm. always there. Yep. So in my mind, your diagnosis and my diagnosis are, are really quite equal. But society doesn't see it that way.
2: Right. Right. Because I'm not, you know, going around driving 150 miles an hour and thinking that I'm king of the world, for one thing. Fair, fair. E- even
1: even though I really am, secretly. <laughs> <laughs> I've often suspected you were Batman. I've never seen the two of you in the same room together
2: it was just the one time nobody has pictures they can't prove anything
1: (laughs) this is the part that's interesting to me though i very much so because i talk to people that live with you know bipolar disorder schizophrenia and things like that and of course there's this real fear from the uninitiated public that any minute now we're going to snap and there's going to be violence and they need to be worried about us whereas when society hears you're depressed uh you, you know, the, the worst that you really have to contend with is that they think you're lazy or they pity you. Now, listen, I don't want anybody to pity anybody or to think that anybody's lazy, but if I had to pick between being seen as a violent threat or a danger or being pitied and considered lazy for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh it's an extreme on either end because neither one is accurate. You know, you, you are not violent and I'm not, well, I am lazy, but, but not in that sense. <laughs> um, the, the problem with depression, as I think anybody with depression is well aware, is that the public frequently has a tendency to look at it as being the same thing as sad. You know, um, I'm depressed today. Why? Well, my dog died. That's not depressed, that's sad. I, I wish we could just erase that definition of depression out of the, out of existence, or at least get get rid of it in terms of in terms of uh, a medical disorder, because it it's not doing anybody any any good that way.
0: It
1: well, just and causes I'm gonna more confusion, and I'm gonna lob this back at you. But it's certainly possible that that your dog dying is the example that you used uh, could trigger depression. So oh, maybe that person is depressed. It,
2: it could, yes. But the problem is that's not the right word to use. When your dog dies, are you sad? Of course. Are you in mourning? Almost certainly. But when you throw the word depressed in there, it's just, you know, it's just creating problems for those with the disease.
1: Well, and of course, I, I think what you're really cutting at is that if everybody uses the word depressed, then the person that that you know is in mourning over their dog dying, and the person that's suicidal because their dog died, are both looked at exactly the same. Which yeah. means that this person that's you know now in danger of dying by suicide is not going to get help because after all, everybody's dog dies. Yep. Yep. So this is a real concern. Because it, society is already, let, let's face it, society is very ignorant when it comes to, to mental illness. One of the things that I like to touch on all the time, I mean, aside from our own premise of this show, the Suffering Olympics, who's who's got it worse, Gabe or Vin? But we also have the idea that we just call it mental illness. Could you imagine if we swap the word mental illness with physical illness? So, for example, if I had a cold, I would say I have physical illness. And if you had cancer, you would say you had physical illness. And we would both be looked at the same. Yeah. So, people would overreact to my cold and or underreact to your cancer. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Who served. Exactly.
2: That's it. I love it
1: when I stump you. Yeah. So, what do we do about it? (laughs) So, this is a good question. First off, the thing that we do about it, and I love it when people ask that question. uh, Thanks for, for setting me up, Vin. The first thing that we do is talk about it. The... The number of people that I talk to about mental health issues in a given day, mental illness, etc., that just look at me with this complete blank look on their face, and I think, wow, you live in society. Uh, you own a nice house. You have a good job. You're educated. And I'm literally explaining the difference between sadness and depression, which to the initiated is, uh, that, that's really easy. That's, that's 2 plus 2 equals 4. And the average person is wandering around thinking that a basic understanding of mental health is calculus. So how do we get to more people? And don't well, say this podcast because that's uh, obvious. Well,
2: darn it. I was going to say that. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's a good question. How do we do it? Raising awareness always sounds like a great idea. But when when it comes down to, you know, the specifics on how to raise awareness, it's, it's not as easy as it
1: sounds. I also like to be the fly in the ointment whenever I hear about raising awareness campaigns because I think that people are aware of mental illness. I think they just have the incorrect information. I don't think that they're unaware of it. We're all aware of mental illness. Do you you think there's anybody that's unaware?
2: Well, there are some who are in denial.
1: But that's not the same as unaware. They just don't think it it, it applies to them. No, I'm talking
2: about the people who don't think it's real.
1: That's very fair. That's very fair. There's religions that don't believe that it's real.
2: Yep, yep. And of course, you know, as you were saying, you know, there is that that difference between things. It's like, well, this is worse than that. Is is bipolar worse than depression? And I think we all, it's kind of an automatic thing that we do in our heads, whether we want to or not. I think it's, I think it's just automatic. And so when people are are looking at somebody. Like me, for example, with with dysthymia, um, it's like, well, that's not, that's not so bad. You know, why didn't you come to work today? Well, I needed a mental health day. Let's leave it at that.
1: Well, see, there's an interesting concept as well. I firmly believe that 100% of people need a mental health day at least once in their life.
2: Oh, I do too. I do too. Well, more than once. I think Heck, I need one at least once a month, you know.
1: Well, and that's fair, but but you and I have legitimate mental health concerns. I need more than one a month as well. But what I would want to put out in the universe is no matter who you are, how strong you are, how emotionally balanced, how, how tough or, you know, whatever word you want to throw in here to describe, you know, being even-tempered, I think that at some point life becomes overwhelming and your brain has this natural tendency to say, hey, look, I... I need a dark couch and some ice cream. Yep. And that's effectively what a mental health concern is. Yeah. Just for some of us, like you and I, that just happens more often.
2: So what would you say, if if, if you were asked, what is the worst long-term effect of your disease?
1: What, what would you say it is? You know, there, there's a very philosophical debate that you and I could have because the, the worst long term effect of, of my illness is how society treats me. But I believe that that can be changed, and that's not exactly something that, you know, the, the medical establishment isn't going to diagnose me with been discriminated against for having a diagnosis that society doesn't understand. So, but I always feel the need to say that because that makes me feel alone and isolated and feeling alone and isolated and like i don't belong and that there's no reason for me to continue is the worst feeling that bipolar disorder has ever caused me which of course is the severe depression is the suicidal thoughts is the empty alone the pain you know sometimes it's hard to move forward when you're just encased in who knows what
2: yeah yep and this this reminds me of something else i wanted to ask um Depression is known to frequently go hand in hand with another disorder that you experience to a much greater degree than I do, but it's not absent in me either, and that's anxiety. Yeah. And I've noticed that the older I get, the more prevalent that is. It's, it's becoming far more frequent for me, and it's causing me to um, avoid... Get-togethers with friends. Um, it used to be that I would I would jump at the chance to to go out with a bunch of my friends, but the older I get, the less inclined I am because I feel uncomfortable and I dread it.
1: Eventually, we're gonna to have to do an entire show on anxiety because this Probably kind of. So this kind of repetition is it's amazing to me it's i'm afraid to go out for fear of anxiety so that's why i'm not going to go out why didn't you go out because of anxiety but you didn't have any anxiety and you might not but i might so literally the fear of having anxiety or the anxiety of anxiety is causing you so much anxiety that you're avoiding whatever the situation may be that might not cause anxiety in the first place yeah it's insane can I, I use that word? Can
2: yeah. That word? We'll, have another, we'll have another podcast about that word, won't we?
1: Well, we'll have to have a podcast on the difference between slang and, you know, not yep. slang. I, I always, the. Uh, it's funny that you bring that up. I, I told my wife the other day that I was crazy for her, and she said, well, no, I think you're just crazy. And we laughed uproariously. But mm-hmm. is that funny?
0: Yes. I mean, is it? I, yes, I think it that is. it is.
1: I, I, I believe that humor is healthy. Then we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. But here's, here's basically what I see. You and I both have a mental health diagnosis and it really doesn't matter which one of us has a quote unquote worst diagnosis because you don't have to live in my body and I don't have to live in yours. The fact of the matter is, is it causes us both undue stress and prevents us from doing the things that we want to do. So... You know sort of ranking it like you said might have utility as far as treatment or diagnosis or symptom tracking but really we're stigmatizing each other when i decide that i'm sicker than you and therefore i get a cupcake
2: (laughs) okay that's that's very fair but but in equal fairness i'm I'm not i don't really care i don't don't like cupcakes that much so (laughs) you know
1: Vin, as always, it has been fun. I hope everybody got something out of this podcast. In the comment section below, in the comment section anywhere, or start your own conversation online. The purpose of these podcasts is not to be all-encompassing or tell you what to think. It's to start a conversation and give people a place to go. This is a massively huge topic and if Gabe and Vin talking about it were the only people talking about it this would go nowhere so thank you Vin for being on the show as always sure thing and we will see everybody next time
0: psychcentral.com is the internet's oldest and largest independent mental health website psychcentral is overseen by Dr. John Grohall a mental health expert and one of the pioneering leaders in online mental health. Our host, Gabe Howard, is a professional speaker, award-winning writer, and mental health advocate. You can find more information on Gabe and his work at GabeHoward.com. Vincent M. Wales is an award-winning speculative fiction novelist and suicide prevention crisis counselor. You can find more information on Vincent at vincentmwales.com. If you have feedback about the show, please email psychcentral.com.
1: There are few words more misunderstood and misused than OCD. Imagine having unwanted thoughts stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away